Welcome to the Chasing Tail Podcast, brought to you by Midwest Tail Chasers and Fridge and Forage. Welcome back. Episode 3, Chasing Tail Podcast. Gentlemen, the season is upon us here in the great state of Minnesota. Um... What do you say we kick it off? I mean, last episode we covered you guys' Nebraska trip. Um, it's a great episode. Talked a little bit about preseason. Um, go ahead and start off with trail cameras, hit lists. Logan, why don't you uh, lead us off? Starting off in Minnesota, I got one shooter on camera. Uh, nothing up north that's getting me excited. Yep, once it gets cooler, I know. You know, more deer will show up. At home, I have Droppy. He shed velvet. He's a little little bit smaller than I, I was hoping for. Um, but uh, still one of those bucks that I want to see in person to determine if I'm going to take him. A little backstory on Droppy, how he got his name. He's got, I don't know, two-inch drop tine uh, coming off his right, right beam, I believe it is. Um, and then he has uh, a split G2 and uh, a split Browtine, a little trashy buck. I'd love to see him go one more year, but where we're at in Minnesota, I know if anyone lays eyes on him, he's going to die. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, I have North Dakota. Three bucks out there right now that are 100% shooters will not get the pass. They're all over 140 inches. Um, and they're showing up during daylight, even after Velvet Shed, so there's promise out there. Um, other than that, that's, that's all I got for now. I know once we get closer to the rut, we're gonna get new box filtering in, but yeah. What about you guys? Go. Um, so I guess... For me, for cameras, I got three different places I got cameras out. Um, the first place down in Princeton, uh, south of us, probably 20 miles, um, it's farm down there. There's three or four different bucks that I would not would not get the pass for me. They're like not real regulars. They come through here and there. Um, so we'll see. You know, they like to move around the river bottom a lot, so... Um, but there's definitely good hope down there. It's a couple like a uh, couple smaller, smaller bucks that have big potential in years to come. Um, and then uh, my other farm that I got permission on this year, I have two cameras out there. I sent them both over a sunflower field, and they were super good about a month ago. They were all over them, but I th they also got corn on that farm. So I think as like the corn matured and they moved from the sunflower to the corn, and my those two cameras have been dead the last two weeks. Sunflowers is interesting. I mean, it's definitely not typical for this. For, I mean, I know in a lot of places people say that deer kill sunflowers. It's just we don't see them here. Central, yeah. north central Minnesota. It's, like it's not first difficult. First sunflower field I've heard of. In yeah, the right, yeah, right, right. So that's that's interesting in itself. Yeah, I mean, this summer they loved them, but I I've never dealt with them before, and it was it's kind of an eye opener to me to see that like once that corn got ready, like they just 
I'm assuming that's happened, but I mean, no does, no fawns. They just cameras been dead the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems this year that the beans turned over a lot quicker than yeah. they normally do. And, and I think that has too. a lot to do with rain. I mean, we, yeah. it's been dry this yeah. this whole year. Well, even, I mean, the, even corn is starting to turn yeah a lot faster or was turning a lot faster right right so yeah there's that farm there's i'm gonna go out there this weekend move some cameras around scouts new areas see what's going on see where the deer move to i'm assuming they're over by the corn now instead of the sunflowers but we'll get out there and see what's going on with their own eyes Mm -hmm. and then one other piece of land i've been on for a few years now it's my in-laws place um it's been a really quiet summer out there for trail cameras, but in the last two weeks, I've gotten five different eight-pointers on camera. Um, three anything, of, anything of substantial size? Uh, three of them are just scrubby little bucks, nothing nothing special, and one of them's not bad. I won't shoot him. Um, he's a good one for, you know, the wife or her younger brother or something to shoot, but he's young. Um, he's got potential, and then... The other buck, he's I've had him on camera for three years now. I named him Buster, and I think it was 2019. He was just a little 90, 100 inch buck, and I named him, and he's got a really like I could pick him out and feel the deer. Like I knew who he was. Yeah, sure. Had him on camera last year. Um, nothing worth shooting yet last year, and I told myself if Buster showed up as a four and a half year old, which he is this year. I'd probably shoot him no matter what he is. And he showed up. Not a bad deer. Um, upper 120s as an 8-pointer probably. Um, we'll see how desperate I get later in the year. I know he's mature. He might get a little bigger next year. He might not. So, Yeah, I think we just talked about that yeah, on the way he, back from Nebraska. He could blow up. He could stay the same. He hasn't done much last year. I mean, he's gotten bigger each year, but not by much. So, yeah. If a guy's scratching, you know, going back to jog board at the end of November, he might look after Buster because he's not afraid to move in daylight. He's not afraid to do the same patterns year after year. And if he does the same thing this year he did the last two years, yeah. a guy could kill him in December for sure. Yeah. Um, safety blanket. Buster, safety. Buster the safety blanket. Yep. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, but yeah. There's there's a few good ones out there, guys. You know, keep his eye out for this year. So. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard this from a few people. Eight pointers, they they're almost like cold deer to some people. Like they yeah. just don't want eight pointers in their breeding genetics. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Some of them, I like the two that I have out in North Dakota. They're one forties and they're cool deer. Like their yeah. frame and everything yeah. is awesome. But I don't know how you guys feel about them. I I certainly don't discriminate. Yeah, I'm no. not going to discriminate. And I'm not going to kill a 128 pointer just yeah. because I, it's an 8 pointer. I've killed a lot of 128 eight pointers. They're, back when I was younger and stuff, they were cool, but now they don't get me excited yeah. anymore. Right. I mean, 135, 148 pointer gets guy a little more excited. Yeah. Um, right. So that's kind of what I got going on. Things are a little quiet, a little slow, but there's definitely things out there to keep an eye on so and a bear tag in the pocket yeah. and got a bear, back. bear yeah. tag in the yeah. pocket lots of bears on camera so yeah 
try to catch up with one of them one of these days. Right. It all eats, you know. It all eats. It all fries the same. That's right. That's right. Um, over to you, Mush. What do you got going on? Yeah. Um, the trail cameras preseason. Um, I didn't have a ton of time to put them out. Uh, they only they only sat out for a couple of weeks. Um, and I only had two out originally. So my two pieces of property that I primarily hunt are a 40, a 40 that uh, my parents' house sits on. Um, that's the home ground. It's a couple of stands, a couple of stands in there that run tried and true every year. Uh, it's a big time doe spot and it's a good spot. Um, once the rut comes that, unfortunately that camera that I had rolling, go ahead. No, go ahead with the crack. We need it. Love it. Um, that camera, unfortunately, dudded on me. I threw a bad chip on that. It's just my fault. I put a bad chip in the camera. It's a rookie mistake, you know. Never yeah, do it we've, all, we've all done it plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. you know. It, or just forget to turn on the camera. <laughs> right, you know. All, all, they all fall in the same category. But, yeah, I, I dropped the ball on that one. So, no pictures from there. So, um, kind of going in completely blind at this moment uh, on the back 40. Um, and then... In the other piece of property that I hunt is a 120 and has a big, I mean, you guys have both seen it. It's a big oak ridge that runs, that runs up next to a, runs up next to a huge swamp. It's everything you could ask for, for the yep. size of property that it is, you know, run one camera along, along that swamp, um, on that ridge. And I have four shooter bucks, three shooter bucks and a question mark, uh, right now, all None of the nice thing about them, I guess, nice thing and negative thing, they're all fairly similar in size. Um, there's one that's a standout amongst the four, and there's one that's a standout on the smaller side of the four, but the top three there are definitely, I mean, first day shooters if they if they come rolling by. I, they're good bucks. I don't have I don't have any names for them. If you guys you guys have seen the pictures, if you guys have if you guys have any names, they're welcome. Naming yeah. deer is hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard you, to come up with unique names. The first thing that pops in my head is what I give them, like Buster. Like it just popped in my head. Like, Why not? Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so names are to be determined. The biggest one. Send I some. Send some. You know, through Instagram. Yeah, I was going to say, let us know what you yeah. think. Um, we'll start getting those trail camera pictures posted. I think yeah. in the next. I'm coming. I mean, I think that sounds like a fun thing. Do a little poll with uh, throw yeah. a picture up and throw like whoever you know, throw up some name guesses or not name guesses, yeah. but names. Yeah, suggestions. Yeah. People can follow along with the chronicles of yeah. no name. Well, I don't so know. Maybe maybe we pick one of your names that someone suggests, and they can follow along and see if we get it done. Right. Right. Um, the biggest, the biggest of all of them, he's a, he's a big mainframe, mainframe 10 pointer, um, double split brow tines. His G2s are, I mean, huge. They're 16 inch, just sabers, both of them. Um, he's a good buck. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what he would go. I mean, the last pictures that I have him are him in velvet. I haven't checked cameras in a while. Um, he's a he's a stud and then the other two bucks two bucks that i would definitely kill are just both really nice i mean one's a heavy mainframe eight pointer he'd probably go mid 140s um 
in the other buck, I don't have too many pictures of, and that smaller end deer is probably in that upper 130s class. Um, but all, I mean, it's, I've hunted the ground enough to know kind of what they're doing. They're, they're all going to stick to home. They're going to run that ridge, whether it be come out of the swamp and run the ridge to get up to the food plots or to the big alfalfa field, um, or they're going to be running and cruising for does later in the season. So that's what I got going. Um, I'll definitely get, like I said, I'll get those pictures out um, on Instagram so you guys can see what we're actually talking about. But uh, I think we all could throw up some trail mm-hmm. cam pictures. Like yeah, that, that is one, thing, that is one thing that we have not we have not done yet. Uh, let people know what we're chasing. Not really, like it's a secret, but I also got a few prospects for years to come we can name too. Yeah, that's no. that's my biggest thing um, that I'm happy about. I mean, they're shooters for I sure. Up and comers. Yeah, I have I have a class of. Two to uh, one and a half to two year, two and a half year old deer that are really promising. Um, I have that one that one eight pointer. He's just inside the ears and he's got that cool drop time that he's got working on his one side. If that buck gets two years, that'll be the deer of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing would be if imagine if that thing grew a six inch drop time off the end of it. You know, I mean, he could that could just be a fluke and he couldn't have a drop time next year. But regardless, if he's a year and a half old buck. And he has a frame like that. He'll he'll be he'll, a stud. He can pull off for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then there's always the the wild card factor of when that time of the year rolls around. It always seems like we kick in a couple of yeah. a couple of bonus bucks too. It's definitely mm-hmm. not for sure chasing the same deer year, year round. But that's what I got going on. Um, gonna pull cards, I think, again tomorrow. So we'll have a update that's on it. yeah it, yeah um, have an update on what things are looking like. Got to Got a camera out over the food plot now, so I'm running three cameras. Um, definitely could be running a lot more. I just, you know, when you when you hunt a piece long enough, you kind of know what it yeah, what it can hold. Where, and once yeah. you know the deer there, you know the deer. Like, I'm. It's a little bit different for me than it is for you guys. Like you, Kyle, you have the in-laws, you have Princeton, you have Mora, you have all these different pieces where it makes a lot of sense to run a lot of cameras. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta oh. keep inventory on what you got going. And Logan, you have two different states, two different pieces in this state, you know, like, for me, it's all centralized to, yeah. for the most part, where, Which where I'm at. you have one of the best pieces of ground in our area. That's not true, but it I, is ground pumps. It's out. proven. It's a big deer. How many, deer. <clears throat> how many deer, like, shooters have you seen in the past five years on that land? Like, uh, it's, you at least have an encounter with it's double digits. One or two a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many uh, cameras do you run, Logan, in total? You said you have what three? Yeah, I have three out right now. I'm very minimalist when it comes to cameras. I because they they do more. It gets to a point where they do more in my head than if I have. I mean, in that 120 acre piece, I definitely have less stands than I probably could in there. I mean, you guys have both been in there. Yeah. Um, I think I have six stands maybe in that piece. And I could probably have double that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, for one, that land is so thick and yeah, early. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I try to m- minimize it as much as possible because my head's just going all the time. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I have four cameras in that woods and I have a buck here on Tuesday and a buck here, a different spot on Friday, what, what would I do come Saturday? You know yeah. what I mean? So I, that's it's just... down to guessing game. Right, right, and I'd rather guess blindly than, yeah, because I'd kick myself if I sat as yeah. well. 
Saturday morning and I checked the camera a week later and he was out in front of that different spot. You know, I'd re- yeah. it's more of just I'd rather play the unknown than yeah. Sometimes that's yeah, also I feel like that makes, works out the best too. Makes it fun, like mm-hmm. with the chase too. But right. um, out north, I think we've run eight cameras. I don't know. That's just that's on 120 acres, and we run Cuddy Lake. So we the reason why we have so many on just 120 acres is so they connect because it it's thick up there. You get into a trail that's covered with trees and you start dropping the signal fast so that a lot of our cameras are just set up on trails just to bounce to where we want our actual camera so your, your home camera yeah and then right now um, just for this year I have two cameras at home here and then two out in North Dakota so 12 cameras total but it's a lot to keep tabs on it is I, I find it getting tricky when you get like yeah. a lot of cameras like that. Like I have um I have ten, I guess. I have ten cameras out right now and I got a few more I wanna put out, I just don't know where to put them. But um it gets hard. Yeah. You have to like keep tabs on where what's where and who's mm-hmm. who. Cause it can get confusing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely a lot to look forward to. Is there anything you guys are going to try to key in on or you guys are doing anything for, I guess, this early season to pre-rut time frame? I I'm, I'm want to try killing my bear first, which we've talked about before, but I don't that the trail camera's kind of turned off now that mm-hmm. it's getting later in the year. I mean, going to a little bit of backstory, you bear hunt this northern piece, and this northern piece is what two hours, two and, oh, a, half, two and a half yeah. hours north of where you live. Yep. Um, Which my mom shot one. I was gonna say, and your and your mom opening night. Yep, killed that big bear, three hundred sixty-seven dressed. Mm-hmm. That's a big bear. That is. Um, and there's bear. There's still bear up there. It's just they're coming in in the middle of the night. Yeah. Which is tough. Yeah. So like right now. Especially coming back from killing a buck in Nebraska, my mind is completely off a of bear, which yeah. sucks. Cause I bought the tag, but um, it's like fully switched into bow hunting for whitetail, yeah. chasing the tail. That's what we're all about, but it still sucks when you spend money on a bear tag. And well, money sure on time. you take five years to get the tag. Yeah, I was going to say, you use years. all those preference points. Yeah, yeah right. But I mean, it is what it, it is. Still happen. Yeah, I got plenty of years, hopefully, to come to kill a bear. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things. I mean, I briefly touched on it in our last episode. I killed a couple of bear, but it's one of those things where it, it loses its luster a lot quicker than anything than anything else I've ever done does. Yeah, I um, bear hunted four times, I think, and every time I pulled my bait by September fifteenth. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't happen the first two weeks, you, there's still hope, but it just gets so slim. Mm-hmm. No, and, like, people still do it, but I just, it's not worth the time and effort for me, so I've always just pulled my bait and called her quits. No, and it's really easy for me to talk about because I've killed three bear in my life. Yep. I've sat three times. Yeah. 
See, I just... I want it's been opening day. Realistically, I just want to cross it off my list of mm-hmm. things. To For sure. Yeah, buy. and once and once I harvested that bear with my bow, it was like, it was checked off, and it mm-hmm. isn't really like I I still put in. I think I lost my preference points a year or two ago, um, but I still put in for it. And in my zone that I hunt in, um, it's like a three to four year window, where yeah. yours is a little bit different. I think. Um, it's it just is what it is you know um i don't know it, it and it has a lot to do with the time of the year it to me at least it feels it feels a little bit weird doing the hunting over bait hunting when it's killer hot outs i mean mm-hmm. i'm not gonna pretend like the first of september is all that different from the 17th of september because i still hunt the whitetail opener every single year Three but, weeks can make a difference. Yeah, oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. you're getting killed with mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. You're wearing the lightest crap you got. You're yeah. sitting out there. and You're almost out there butt-ass naked. Yeah, I mean, if you could, I would. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but then you get carried away by mosquitoes. I don't know. It's Bearing is a is a delicate topic to me, at least. It's, and I, I love and hate it. Never shot a bear, but I always want to. But I, I hate bear hunting. They're so unpredictable. And they just you can't. And the thing is, is it, is it takes is it takes a lot of effort to. I mean, like baiting isn't like a. Yeah, that that's a big thing. Trying to, especially when you're two and a half hours north. Yeah. I give credit to my dad, my mom. They've been baiting, and even my brother, they've been baiting for me. Especially even after my mom shot hers, they've been baiting up there for me when I was gone on the trip. Whatever, um, it's not. Baiting isn't like something that you can just. No, I'm gonna go bait this today. Like, there's a lot that well, you I mean, can go for, into it. Yeah, it, it depends on the situation. Well, yeah, so like I, if you're I've 30 minutes from home, bait. yeah, and, See, that's different. Like, I'm up two and a half hours north. We have, yeah, for one, we have to get the bait down here, transferred up there. Then we gotta get, the, we gotta haul the ranger up there or wheel or whatever you're using to get it out to the site. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a lot that goes into it, but and that brings me that brings me actually to a point that I just thought of. You guys were both asking me, um, like what you can do to try to get bears to daylight, and in my in my little bit of experience, it's it's like a regular schedule. Like for us, when we've hunted um, the piece that we bear hunt. Um, they get to like a feeding schedule because like you were talking about it's hard it's difficult for you to bait they're like if you don't bait every single day stuff like that like we we got to a point where we were baiting every other day once baiting opens and the competition just got to be so much amongst the bears it was literally to a point because we would we bait with a tractor and a brush cutter and we set all because the a guy that we used to own this piece of land with now we don't but he still lets us bear hunt up there if we draw a tag or whatever we bait on a tractor pulling a brush cutter and you set all like the donuts and we use like donuts and molasses and stuff set a big bag of donuts on the back of the brush cutter and it's no bullshit like the trail cameras prove it they time that stuff out they watch they know exactly what they got going on it was it was a fact where if we put the bait out, because you try to do it as much on a schedule as you can to keep them regular, if we put the bait out at 2 o'clock, that first young bear was in there at 2.30. Yeah. And he's he's hitting that bait, and then if 
it just all starts from there and it's a downward spiral that I mean, it, it definitely varies year after year and spot after spot, but that was the biggest thing for us is keeping I, I to a regular schedule and because like and and like every single time that I that I had harvested a bear, it was the same thing. I would go in there in my street clothes the day that I would hunt, drive the tractor out there, set the bait, drive back, do my scent control, change, hustle back in there, and within thirty minutes, bears would start rolling in. You just call through them, sort of thing. See, well, like you said, you. Sit, sat three times, killed three bear. Mm-hmm. I think after that first week of them being like hunted and you know like, or if you have an acorn year like we have this year, mm-hmm. it changes their patterns a lot. Like, yeah. like in a snap of a finger. Like after my mom shot that one, it was a week and a half almost. There was nothing on camera. Yeah. Well, with Andrew's bear last year, she'd go out and she same thing as you. She'd bait and she'd get back. By the time she got to her car. They'd be on the camera. They'd be yep. in there. Yeah. But then she'd go there and she'd bait, and they had like in a weird way they kind of had her pattern. So she'd go in and she'd bait, and she'd crawl in her. She'd sneak into her stand, and they would never come in. Mm-hmm. So then last she did that like six times last year. I was like, "Well, I'll come with you, and I'll walk out with the bait, the buckets." There it is. Yeah. So we snuck in there, we baited. She crawled in her stand. I walked out, got my truck, and I just pulled the driver, and she called me. And she'd shot a bear. Yeah. They 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 knew. I'm down. Yeah. They yeah. knew when she was leaving. When she didn't leave, they didn't come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I walked out, they're like, "Oh, that that girl left. It's time to go eat." I mean, that's that's the thing, man. Like, you don't hear a whole. There are obviously aren't nearly as many bear hunters as there are deer hunters, and we've kind of just gotten off on this bear tangent, which I I don't mind a bit. But that's the one. Th- that's the one thing that you don't hear a whole lot of people talk about. A because there's not that many bear hunters, but it's there's a reason that you don't see bears hit all over the highway like you see deer hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot less of them, but they're also just smarter. Yeah. I mean, I'm not again, and I've said it before. I try not to give an animal too much credit because we're smarter than an animal, like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't you don't see them all the time. They know when you're there. Reason. And you exactly. don't know that exactly. exactly until you lay eyes on. Yeah. Yeah. I was on an old smart bear a couple of years ago, up three hours north of here, and he was coming the same time, and I usually don't bear hunt mornings, but at half hour after sunrise, next one, half hour after sunrise, every morning, he'd be in there, in the bay. I mean, it was every single day. Yeah. So opening morning came in, I snuck in there like an hour before sunrise, got in the stand real quiet, everything was perfect. Sat there, the sun came up, time bear came in, came back, I was all ready, never came in. Mm-hmm. Sat for like three hours that morning, like I had damn near already notched my tag like it was going to happen. Yeah. He never came in, so then I got down, walked the truck, got my truck, got my clothes off, sat my truck, pulled my phone in, got a picture from my cell camera, the bear was in there. Yeah. He, he, they knew I was in there and they knew that something wasn't right. Yeah. No. And as soon as I got out of there, he's like, okay, time to go eat. Yeah. They're they're, they're they're smart. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't mean us to get up to this bear tangent. I, I don't mind it because. I, I love bear. I love and hate bear at the same time. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's, a, it's, the other thing is, is like the harvest, bears are really acquired taste. Like a lot, I know a lot oh, of people. I love bear. I know a lot of people that eat meat religiously that don't like bear. I mean, yeah. I, pers- I personally like it. I mean, what's not to like there? Yeah. 
an oversized raccoon they eat everything like sweet and good yeah. you know but um it's all about how you process it yeah well absolutely anything you could shout out to uh Thielen's meats on our bear <laughs> <laughs> they do a good job huh? they, they did a good job so let's transition on something that i kind of want to talk about because i'm interested and we can maybe look back on this episode come december january I want you guys to take what, I mean, ideally, so we get all three of us, I mean, other than Logan in a different state, but all three of us get three tags, right? Two doe tags, buck tag, right? Is that yep. the case? Yeah. Yes. Um, home here, yeah. Yeah, correct. Um, are you guys planning on killing two does? So my goal every year, yeah, it's been my goal for the last five years, is the first week of both season, first week, maybe two weeks, but it's always like the first week, I always I, I try my hardest to kill a doe. Yep. Unless I got some buck that's got me interested to chase him over a doe, but that rarely happens. Not to, excuse me, one second. I, what I'm getting at with this, so you can continue on, I don't have to bounce back at you. I guess what I'm asking is, what would your dream season look like okay I'll the tell tags you. total yep that and I, I saw you going towards that which yeah. is why i wanted to interrupt you so sure we were dream season that. opening day opening weekend of bow season drill a doll right away get the first doe out of the way get the get the jitters out of the way get the excitement on the way get the trigger finger out of the way yeah get some meat in the freezer then you can call the down. boys on some blood the boys on some blood and you calm down and then you kind of wait it out you know you you keep track of your bucks, what they're doing, check your cameras. Rut rolls around, that's usually when a guy kills a deer during that, you know. I mean, that's when I've shot most of my deer during the rut. Um, perfect season, you kill your deer, your buck during the rut, and you got your doe early season, your buck during the rut, and then I've never done it, but I've always wanted to kill a deer late season in the snow, like end of December. Um, so dream season is, you know, Christmas time, a couple of feet of snow on the ground, a guy gets on a doe and puts one through her. So when you say late season, are you talking specifically like just in the snow? Or do you no, mean like no. after December is rolled around? Late season to me is as soon as rifle season ends. So okay. So middle it of November on. Okay, I was going to say, because I've killed some deer in the snow. I don't... I've killed all the snow with a gun. scratch that. I killed, a, I killed a small buck early on. Um, like the... Bow season, early bow season in the like snow. The 12th. Well, yeah. I've done that. October. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, but I've ki I killed the buck one time, like the 12th of December, I think. So they said there wasn't a ton of snow on the ground. It was, I think it was a warm snap. There was definitely snow on the ground. I've killed a few deer in the snow. I've in the never snow. killed a deer in December. I've never killed one in September until Nebraska trip. Not even I, a doe. Mm -hmm. I, for the last five, five-ish years, I've shot a doe opening weekend every year. Really? Yeah. So, so in a nutshell, your dream season is fill both doe tags, fill your buck tag during the rut on a quality buck. Yeah, I mean, not during the rut, but realistically, that's how it would yeah. work out. And what's, I want to start this thing, like, what's your chase? What's your line? Like, because we, we always talk about, like, we 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 chase the chase, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's all, that's what it's all about for all three of us. You know, it's not necessarily shooting the 160 inch deer or shooting. It's we're not shooting for inches, you know, like what the chase is, like, what's the chase for you this year? Like knowing what you know, gathering what you've gathered, what is the chase for Kyle this year? 
Okay, can you elaborate like a little bit more? Give me, give me the line. Like, if you could put a number on it. Like I said, it's not all about inches, but like, no, if that, if that deer, like, what is, like, we're saying, I'm chalking up a dream season. I understand that you said, ideally, okay. this would I happen, this would happen, this would happen. What would make it? So, okay, so I told you guys in the last episode how I had seen this ten pointer while I was bear hunting. Mm-hmm. Mid one twenties, maybe one thirty. I seen that deer and it didn't like it was like oh cool it's a nice buck but like I wasn't like holy crap that's a nice deer sure so I mean like ideally I want to shoot like one thirty plus uh, there's a lot of deer you know in this area the areas that are hunt that are one forties plus but anything that gets you like shaking adrenaline yeah. flowing that's just like and that's oh my goodness like just like, new, like this this might happen today, you know and not even. Yeah. Yeah. Not even I mean, personal records. Just what like, you're explaining, that's mm-hmm. what it kind of feels like mm-hmm. from your yeah. perspective. Like mm-hmm. you get that feeling when a buck comes in. You, you get the shake so bad, you better grab your bow, and it just gets you going. Like, oh my gosh, this yeah. might happen. This might be the day. Yeah. That happens, and the buck comes into bow range. He'll get narrow. Perfect. Yeah, and like when I when I talk about the chase, you know what I mean. It's not even necessarily a number. I was trying to describe it to you, like as a number. It's the way I see it, it's it, it's all relative, right? Like, we all have different situations and stuff like that. And one year it could be, I know the quality of deer that I have. Right. If, if I shoot something smaller than 150 inches based off of what I have, I'll be upset. Or maybe one year, maybe one year it's, we have a down year on the population. Like, if I, if I take out this six-year-old 120-inch deer, I'll be happy. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I don't like setting a number on it and... As long as going in recent, sure, going in recency, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, four, I, four plus. That's what I'm more or less saying. You know? I'd ideally like to shoot like an upper 130s, 140 plus. Mm-hmm. Like anything over 130 is pretty much fair game. Mm-hmm. Um, so if yeah. you shot Buster, it would like no, and that's the change. Like, yeah, Buster's like barely 130 if he is, but like. I followed that deer for three years now. It's a third year I've had him on camera. Like that's a different story. But like yeah. he's not one of my top of the list. I want to kill that deer. It's yeah. more like a yeah, scratch circumstantial, circumstantial, yeah, thing. circumstantial yeah. thing at the end of the season. But like if I didn't shoot him this year, I won't be upset because I know if he made it till the end of the season, he'll be back next. You watch him for a fourth year. Be watching for a fourth year. Then and then next year it's game on. So right. good luck next year, Buster, if it happens. To you, dream season, dial it up. I want to get a Minnesota buck on the ground. It's been six years since I've killed a far too long. It's been it's been since that buck. Uh, what was that Thanksgiving? Yep. Yeah, that's that's the last that's Minnesota, Minnesota buck you buck. killed. Okay, and since yeah. then, like before, like in between that, my last buck that I killed was my North Dakota deer. Yep. I've probably killed a doe or two in between, but I get picky with my bucks. I yeah. try. Yeah. I know, like, hunting Minnesota is hard to, central Minnesota is hard to grow your own deer unless you have a thousand acres somewhere. Yeah. It's it, just It's tough. all small pieces. Around yeah, there. like, I, I'll see a year and a half old six-pointer walk by, and I'll say, all right, yeah, I'm not going to shoot them. That's not the caliber I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Next weekend's rifle season. <laughs> you see a picture on John Doe's Facebook page. <laughs> it's that, that year. Book, yeah. And 
that's what sucks about where we're at. So, but don't stray away. I'm not. What's so, the dream, season? dream season. Let's roll. You have two doe tags, a buck tag. You have a buck tag out in North Dakota. How do you, how do so, you want to kill one? Lay it out. I already killed my North, er, Nebraska deer. Yep. So it's a buck yeah, so does probably aren't no, like high I'll on let, the list for you. I'll let Claire shoot the does probably this year if we mm -hmm. shoot one. Um, North Dakota, I mean, it's not a given, but I know there's going to be a chance at one of those bucks that we have on camera out there. So going up there, shooting one of those bucks, and coming home and getting your hands on Droppy or a different buck that comes in. I dream, the only reason why I'm focusing around bucks this year is because I have three buck tags. One's down already. North Dakota, we have bucks that have proven in the past that show up during daytime. They're not pressured out there. I don't want to say it's a giving, but it's a lot easier to kill a big mature buck out there than it is here. Mm -hmm. And then once that happens, it's strictly, I'm going for that. Like trifecta, I guess you could say to yeah. get that buck, but that's like my perfect dream season this yeah. year. I would say other seasons is probably a trifecta would be a dream yeah. season. Yeah. Other seasons, it's a a doe and a shooter buck yeah. that I've been that I have on camera and yeah. Jason. But so I know dream season was what we were talking about. Is two of is two of three. Would you chalk that up as a successful season? Yeah, absolutely. What means what means more to you? Would you rather would you rather fill that tag after six years in Minnesota, or would you rather take one of those bucks in North Dakota? If it meant say, let's give a hypothetical. Um, say the buck that you have in North Dakota is 150 inches, just for round numbers. Say you have the you have the opportunity to kill a new hundred and forty inch ten pointer that shows up in Minnesota. Would you take the the Minnesota deer, or would you rather just kill the buck in North Dakota? Yeah, that's tough. Because <clears throat> I was gonna say, like, if it's between shooting Droppy here or North Dakota, North Dakota. Right, but you know what you know what that deer could be. Like that's I think that's yeah. the whole thing for you. Is yeah, what, what that makes it through four or five year old 140 inch 10 pointer? I, that's I don't know how to answer that honestly. Come on, interest. Yeah, we'll wait. I don't just because we have three tags that are going out to North Dakota more than likely this year. Mm -hmm. I would <laughs> not you, Kyle. Sorry, not this year. Oh, uh, I would say probably that 140 Minnesota deer. Minnesota. More, more so I mean, just that, because I shot my biggest buck out in North Dakota, and then I haven't shot one in Minnesota. Like, my yeah. home freaking yeah. state, I haven't shot one in six years. I think, I think it'd be nice for you to either kill a nice buck on Dave's or a nice buck up at the New Land, because you haven't... I want the New Land. Yeah, I was going to say, you haven't really killed a... No one's killed. We yeah. saw... Probably two shooters, maybe. And my dad has seen them. I haven't seen a shooter yet on the new land. It's been my dad mm -hmm. during rifle season. But how many years have you guys had that? I think this is year four. How many more years are you gonna give it for you? Our previous lease, it took five years before we shot. We have big bucks up there. They're just so much smarter and harder to hunt because they have 
way more predators up there. Big mm-hmm. swamp bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Matt, you, dream season. You're riding the high from a good buck last year. Yeah. What's your 2022 uh, dream season looking like to you? Um, my 2022 dream season would consist of me killing a doe. If I'm, we'll just say hypothetically, I'm to kill three deer. The only reason that I that I say that is between my dad and I, my parents, just the two of them don't eat a whole lot of deer. So between them, they probably need one deer, and I probably take two, mm-hmm. typically. Um, so like, we'll just say, my dad doesn't harvest the deer. I would be in the same boat as you. I would prefer to kill a doe before October rolls around. I have a little bit harder of a time doing it super early, just because I don't like the whole race against time sort of thing. Like, if I'm even remotely questionable on, like, a shot, I would love to be able to, like, let a deer sit overnight if I had to, you know, for, like, a yeah. tracking situation. And that's not an option the first couple weeks of the season, just yeah. with how warm it is. Yeah. You know? Um, not saying that if tomorrow morning I'm out in the stand and Bill walks by 20 yards, I'm not going to whack her. Um, but, so the first couple of weeks of the season, I would like to fill a doe today. Um and then, I mean, if I'm going to stick to the script that it has been sometime in the middle of October, um, mature buck, something e- equivalent to the bucks that I have on camera, like the 140s, the 150s, mm-hmm. um, just with, like I said, I just know the class of deer that I have going through there and what I can expect to be typical around there is, um, Something like that in the in the October, because I mean, I think I I think I've said it before, but like October fifteenth and October twenty second, the last two years, so you have a pretty good window, like a mm-hmm. promising window that's been good. So kill a buck somewhere in that time frame, um, and then I would re- actually really like to harvest a deer, whether or not I have a bow tag in my or whether or not I have a buck tag in my pocket or not. I would like to harvest a deer with my muzzleloader this year. So one thing all of mine. I always. I have never done. I have had a muzzleloader, a new CV, what is it, CVA muzzleloader, mm-hmm. for four years, and I've shot four rounds. That, and my dad was, the year that I had actually got it was the year that it became legal in the state of Minnesota to have a scope on your muzzleloader. My dad's like, well, let's get you a scope. And I was like, no. Like, I, I don't want, I want to, I want to shoot, I want to shoot an iron sight muscle loader deer. I don't care if it's a doe. I, I think that would be super cool. Be. I, I so just, that would be a dream season. I mean, they're not, they're not worth anything. That's the, no, like, yeah. I have a brand new muscle loader. I could, it's probably a $300 gun. I mean, I could sell it for 300 bucks, but what's 300 bucks yeah. to keep a month, you know? It's just something yeah. to have, you know? You hang on it for that price. Right, right. I mean, it was a gift, so. Backstory. That would well, be. I have. I won my muzzleloader on a big doe contest. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. When I was, I don't know, 12 or so, I entered into a big buck contest. And there's also a big doe contest, whatever, same entry. You're probably the only person to enter a doe. No, there's a couple. There's a couple. Whoa. But 154-pound doe dressed out yeah. won me a CDA muzzleloader. Yeah, but. Kind of jealous of that. 
What? I'm jealous of that. Well, yeah, I didn't have to pay. So I was still money ahead when I got rid of my muzzleloader, but I'd rather bow hunt. Well, Matt, that uh, muzzleloader goal of yours should be sitting in one of those frigid forge uh, big and beastie plots this fall. Yeah, the plots are looking good. Uh, the old man. The old man just kind of blew up my early season food plot spot. Um, he hogged a, a big trail through my line fence. It's, so, like, my my main food plot is the two-sided piece, and there's a line fence, like a 20-acre line fence that has good-sized trees, and I have a, a hanger that sits in between them. And on the north side, it's half big and beastie, half alfalfa, and it's like a six acre field and I think I have three acres of frigid forage in there and then on the south side is a 40 acre alfalfa plot and he's like man that'd be a killer like two-sider for rifle season late in the season because the old man only rifle hunts you know when he muscle loads maybe um he's like I'd really like to get one of them, them big sons of bitches you know <laughs> I'll put one of them big bangs in there and I was like it's like hey it's, it's your land I mean your name's on your name's on the land pops you know so sure shit, he mows a 12, th- no, I think it ended up being, th- he needed 12 feet. I think he mowed a 15 foot wide piece right down Broadway of it, 30 yards away from my my tree. And he's going to plop just that tower right there and, and Good I mean, for John. right on season. He's like, he's like, yeah, I think we're going to put up on Sunday. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to hunt this weekend there. <laughs> shout out to you I only spent how much money did you get that food plot in the ground you know but yeah piss on me so yeah um, who knows if I could kill if I could kill a muscle order buck off, off the frigid forage food plot and the pops is new palace with a turn up just hanging yeah, out yeah that's what I'm saying. that'd be that'd be pretty sick or even maybe I don't maybe I don't kill that big buck in October maybe wait till the muzzle order season mm-hmm. kill Kill the biggest buck to date with iron sights. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That's the that as of as of now that is my only plan. Just so we can get it on paper, that is my only plan to bring anything other than a bow in the tree with me. Yep. Right. Yeah, iron iron sight muzzleloader. Yep. Yep. I will not bring out a rifle this year. Come November. I don't care. Anybody says it's just it's so much fun to do with a gun. I wanna <laughs> try it just to say I didn't that I just bow hunted. The whole year. I did it last year. Been successful. I did it last year. Successful. I'm Proven. saying like bring a bow during rifle season though. I did it last year. Okay. Or full but, orange bow. In <laughs> it's weird though carrying a bow in when you're in orange. Yeah. But it is. It's certain. But like I, I think I said this before. I don't know if it was on the bad podcast that nobody heard, but every single deer that I've killed has been in bow range other than one mm-hmm. gun gun or not every single deer has yeah. been inside bow range like i have no reason not to appeal at this point yeah i think the only deer i've killed was montana last year that was 350 so not bow range but yeah, I mean, every minnesota deer i've killed had been within bow range even with a gun mm-hmm. so I, I don't know that would be that would be dream season that that would be my my take might change once pictures start rolling up and yeah oh um, and your dream season changes and the real dream season would be if i could get whatever any deer or whatever buck i kill on camera if i could get a good if i could get a good self self self-footed video that i want to get a deer on film 
first, but if I could kill a buck on film, I would be... I would be happy with the dough, obviously. Yeah, yeah, 100%, but, but no, that is, that's my biggest My dream season year. doesn't always have, like, it's not, me killing a deer doesn't have to be a part of my dream season. Mm-hmm. If I go out North Dakota and my dad or Claire or my brother goes and shoots one of those big bucks, one, even just one of them off that property wouldn't make my season that much better. Yeah. Or if one of you guys shoot your biggest buck to date, just being a part of it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I want one of us to put a big buck on the ground. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, we got four months to go, boys. Four months? Three. Three and a half. Three. We'll call it three. Three and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. Good episode, boys. Call it wrap. Should we call it wrap? Talk so, about, should we talk about our food plots or just call it quits? We can talk about our food plots real quick right. before mm-hmm. we end. Mush. Check out Fridgy Forge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check them out. John, if you're listening, we appreciate it. Yeah, we do. That He's been awesome. We, we kind of went out on a limb asking him to help us out, and he's went above and beyond. Yeah. yeah. So, shout out to Frigid Forage. If you guys haven't heard of them, look them up. Give them a follow on Instagram. Go buy their seed. It's available all over, online. Tell your friends. Prince uh, Gun Shop in Black, Minnesota. Yeah, if you're yeah. passing through, pick it up. Yeah. This I stuff mean, is awesome. I mean, yeah. we, we yeah. all three it's kind of field, threw it out. Feel proof. I mean, I put a, I don't know about you guys, but I put a couple of different of their seed mixes in, and it's, feel, I mean, I, I haven't until this year, mm-hmm. and it's but you through the drought even it's still it comes out deer are in it already. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we planted what three weeks ago, a month. Yeah, it was more than that. No, I, I planted first around home. So around home, I planted the last week in July. That's what I did too, and we got um, turnip balls like size of like a softball already. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Stuff. Probably leaves standing probably 16, 18 inches tall. I'm just wait, wait until you see it when the snow's on the ground, dude. They're gonna have to. They're oh, gonna have to right. crap up. Have you that's hunted over, like, better. a better plot like that you have actually made, or is this like your first year? Uh, first year. It's, it's awesome. It, it's it's way rewarding. I I'm really excited to try. I want to get um one of their perennial mixes in. Yeah. For like secondary stuff. I mixed one in with my big and beast and my turnip blend. Yeah. I mixed in a little of a uh, clover to come up in the spring. Mm-hmm. So see how see how that goes. I think this night upcoming spring I'm gonna try frost seed and some clover. Yeah, I want the do plow that. down stuff. Yeah, get some nutrients back in the ground. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you see the deer pile into the food plot, yeah, and they're digging at the frozen ground, and you can just hear them crunching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you, all your hard work pays off. Even right? even next spring, you're gonna go out. You'll go out there and you turkey hunt, and you find like bulbs left over that are still in there, and they're ginormous, mm-hmm. and they have like big crunch marks taken out, and they're sitting on the ground. Yeah. And it's like holy shit. Yeah. So that yeah. work is worth it. Yeah, I mean, if you need somebody to attest for it, three of us, Bridget Forge kicks ass. It does. Um, we appreciate everything that they've done for us. And hopefully we can uh, we can put some deer on the ground over them this year. You know. Yeah. Continue the yeah. partnership. Yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned for pictures. Hopefully. So. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Seasons upon us, boys. Okay. Yeah. We are. Killing. We are here. Adios. Follow us on Instagram, Midwest Tail Chasers. See you next time.